Playing podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by Marcus Hurley and Will. Okay, so um, yeah, it's been a little while, and there's been a lot of news uh, mounting up. I've tried to order this in like a sort of sensible way, um, group some of these things together. Start off with Sony. I think um, they've had a lot of news. Um, starting off with their rebranding of PlayStation Plus which we effectively refer to as the play hole. Um, unfortunately, I don't really think it constitutes enough of a hole to be designated with that term. Uh, but the uh, the details, I mean, do you want me to list these off? Well, it's all like the games. Dimple, isn't it? Yeah, list the games. Well, the, um, well all of them, Rob, do it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not listing all of the games. I'll list the tiers. So the tiers are PlayStation Plus Essential, which provides the same benefits as PlayStation Plus members that you get today. Um, that's two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. Uh, no changes to PlayStation Plus members in this tier. And the price for that in the UK is um, $6.99 a month. That's currently what it is, is it? I don't look at I monthly. Think... I look at the yearly because I pay yearly subs. Basically, oh, okay. it's 90 um the UK tier a year. is basically uh, £100 a year, which is the cost of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now for a year together. So it's the yeah. same thing to me. Well, PlayStation no, Plus premium. is... Yeah, PlayStation Plus is 49 PlayStation Plus Extra, you get all of that, plus adds a catalogue of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games. Yeah, uh, PlayStation, like, PlayStation uh, Plus... Or PlayStation Plus with now tagged on, and then you get with now tagged on and some other stuff. Um, yeah. So the what's other... the what's so that's premium. Yeah. So premium. That's, that's the hundred pound one. That's it. So what yeah. the, the the big thing actually that doesn't seem to be uh, entirely uh, pushed is they there was a piece of related news the other day which is Sony are now mandating that any PS5 game that comes out on the platform that will be retailing it over I think twenty seven pounds must have a playable demo and that playable demo will only be available to people in the premium tier but what it means is basically anything uh double a or higher you know they're not going to force it on the indies but anything at a, at a reasonable price you're going to be able to play for a couple of hours before you decide if you want to bite the bullet now you see i quite like the sound of that because a couple of hours is good for me to judge if i want to uh spend my money on a game so i i, 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 I would think it would be worth it I think if it's something completely new, but mm. um, I think I, there's no way I would have bothered playing a demo of Horizon Forbidden West before I bought it because I knew oh, exactly yeah. what I was getting into. Well, the other thing is the demo doesn't have to come out at the point of release. The demo can come out um, within three months of release or something like that, which, which again is fair. But it does mean that people can have a dabble at games they were never quite certain about if they're up in that tier, um, which I think is kind of cool. So the other thing about premium then is it's basically just a massive back catalogue. Yeah, that's right. Um, as, yeah, yeah. It's basically it's got um, you could get to stream some old PlayStation, PS2, PSP type games. Um, you got the PSP stuff that was already <coughs> available on um, PlayStation now anyway. Uh, but quite frankly, I can't. It, it's going to have to be a particularly special game for me and my gaming habits to go back to it um, because I find that most older games don't work for me anymore they feel janky and old and i like new and shiny yeah they're of a time um yeah. so in my opinion this doesn't really hold much of a candle to game pass because you essentially aren't getting any day one exclusives no no to play i think that's fair. it's fair enough but what i would say is of the day one exclusives and hopefully they'll get better because there are very few microsoft day one exclusives that have been, been interesting enough for me on Game Pass for me to keep up my subscription. The only one I'm particularly interested in right now will be Sniper Elite. And I've realised I'm just going to buy it. I don't need to subscribe to Microsoft. I'll just buy the game um, because yeah. I don't need it. See, there's, um, 
another thing that got mentioned by Sony in their state of play was this game Trek to Yumi. Um, and, and that's going day one on Game Pass. Yep. I'm currently subscribed to Game Pass, and I'll go into that a bit later. Why? Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to unsubscribe now. Unless that game up, yeah. sucks. Yeah. If Unless that game turns out to be no good, um, oh. that was definitely on my radar. I had it on my wish list on Steam. Yeah. I'm now no longer needing to buy it. So, yeah. it makes... It, it, I'm literally going to lose money if I unsubscribe from Game Pass and buy that. So, uh, yeah. So, once again, I mean, and this was... They only just announced that. Um, so, it's really a bit of a crapshoot when you're looking too far down the road. Um, but you just have to kind of keep an eye on, on it, really, and look at what games are coming out. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not subscribed to PlayStation Plus at the moment because I don't play anything online. And I, I have no time in my life for any of their free games. Um, so... Yeah, this and I and I'm not never going to go back to any old ones. So this doesn't do anything for me, really. I if, have a PlayStation not, Now subscription, well, not a subscription, but a potential subscription that I've not cashed in yet for about yeah. a year. Right oh, now is the time to do it because I think you automatically get like the the premium fantasy yeah. tier. I, mean, I, I would do it that. before it uh, before it dies. Yeah, but I think you're right. You get the automatic bump, um, so well worth. But I've, I've got a feeling yeah. you'll lose it if you don't use it soon. All right, I'll do that after this. Sweet. Yeah, they say they're saying they won't do the day one AAA because they, their business model just can't support it. No, that's it. But They'd I have mean, to push the subs up. I mean, I would push. I would pay one twenty a year if it meant that but I didn't have impatient. to buy. Got of course you would. No, no, I'm no, I'm not impatient. I'm 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 saying I would subscribe and get all these benefits um, if I could get God of War and Horizon Forbidden Forbidden West were included in that. You know, I'd pay 120 quid a year. Oh, I know, no, but you're saying still... you would pay 20 quid extra for games that you'll actually cheerfully fork out 70 quid a piece for, though. I don't think there's a uh, there's a model there that is, is going to work for Sony. This, this is the point. Yeah. Sony have incredibly high production values. They create incredibly expensive crafted games, um, and it's not in there. To put them out on a subscription service on day one would mean that they would either have to cut the amount of money that goes in, hugely increase the, the cost of the subscription service, thus losing subscribers and not winning it. The only sensible thing to do is to sell it. It's like a cinema release, right? It's actually very similar to a cinema release. The initial release will be on that, and then it will come to the sub-service a few months later. Essentially, you get to um, rent the DVD, right? Think of it like that. Yeah, that's all right. They have if you, to if open the- it. Yeah, so it's like this theatrical window. Yeah. yeah, look at it that way. And then it is going to come to that service, but it'll be three or four months, right? Um, and yeah. that allows them to make the money. Now, if if you're the kind of person that wants this, I mean, for your, what was it, 83, 84 pounds a year, you're going to have not cinema access, but immediate um, access to it once it comes out. That That, for my level of gamer, there'll be certain games that I'm too excited to wait for, but they sound cracking to me. I think I think it remains to be seen. I think you, yeah. you're coming at it. Your frugal-minded approach to this has meant that you're going to be going into the PS5 with a load of backlog there. To, it wasn't so much frugal-minded. My boiler exploded, so I couldn't afford a PS. Well, sorry, my my oil tank ruptured, so I couldn't afford a PS5. But yes, the, I'm reaping the benefits of going in buying a PS5 at this point in the generation, and by getting PS now, I will have access to Ratchet and Clank to Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, uh, possibly by the time I get it this Christmas, to Horizon, um, and an awful lot of other games that I'm sure I've forgotten about. Returnal, I'd absolutely have a crack at that on a uh, on a basis I've already paid for. We've heard really good things about it, but again, it's not the sort of thing I would buy. There's lots of good options in it for me, so it's all about where you're standing. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, I couldn't even wait for the console, let alone... Uh, playing Horizon, I wouldn't be able to just sit there and wait for that game to be out and not be playing yeah. it. The, like, this, this this subscription isn't for the for the uh, for the impatient. They are very happy for the impatient like you to go and drop seventy quid on day one uh, and be happy to do so. Right, you're you're in yeah, the luxury. Yeah. But for those that can't necessarily afford to drop seventy quid, or for those who are willing to wait because they're not they don't have to play it day one. They'd rather wait till the patches are all out and it's all good. There's a there's an alternative approach. It's, I think it's wicked for everyone. 
Okay, so yeah, we had a couple of state of plays um, from Sony. The, the the second one was Trek to Yomi, which I mentioned already, but the one before that was uh, all about Hogwarts Legacy, which is the delayed um, Harry Potter game. Um, it's actually um, the... The, uh, the the company making this is not the same company I thought it was. Because um, there's the guys that make um, Just Cause, Avalanche, and there's this studio called Avalanche, but it's not the same one. Oh, is that a little I, I didn't realise that. Yeah, I know, just, just, to, just to be confusing as fuck, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Avalanche Software this is. Um, and they, they make stuff. They've been making stuff since the Mega Drive. They've done a lot of Disney stuff. But anyway, I thought it looked quite good. I don't know if you guys watched this in any great detail. Nope. No, I'll be honest, very... I just have zero Harry Potter interest, personally. If it's an interesting open-world RPG kind of game, when it gets a bit closer, I might be interested in that context. Um, but I just cannot get excited for the word Hogwarts. <laughs> Depends how you say it. <laughs> True. I think um, I think it's set kind of a bit before or something or after. It's not in the same time period as Harry Potter, so they've obviously got a lot of license to do whatever the fuck they like. Yeah. Um, but it does look like very. I mean, it looks like it's had a really good sort of level of production put on it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it is all a bit childish, I suppose. But I, I quite enjoyed the, uh, those films for what they were and that, that whole problem, universe. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, there, I'm not there, are, likes it. there aren't really many massive magic franchises that have made it into film and all these medium and stuff, so I can see why it captures a lot of people. I mean, I enjoyed the uh, films. Um, I own most of them. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see why people would get excited about it. I mean, even if you just take away the license, yeah, the fact that you're like a wizard in this huge school and the fact that it's that, all very magical. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I'm kind like, of saying. If there's an interesting game yeah. behind it, the fact that it's Happy Rotter and, and Hogwarts and there's Dumbledores and things, I don't care about. But if the game looks good, fine. I was never, I was never excited for Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, uh, as an example. Never a Lord of the Rings fan either. Um, yeah. But... I was blown away by how much fun that game was. So, yeah, know. I mean, it's the same with films these days. Having a massive license can often just be an excuse to make something great, you know, to get the money mm. to do but something sometimes great. Sometimes it's an excuse to do to churn out some absolute shit uh, and still well, sell yeah. it because you've got a nice license on it. But yeah, and I, that's, let, that's why I use that's yeah. why I use things like Metacritic to navigate my way through all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, no, I think it looks cool. There's some cool level design. Talking of taking a film license that some people have heard of and whacking a game on it, um, there's eight Star Wars games in development at the moment. Yeah, loads of Star Wars games. The most all um, of them. Yeah, the greatest news of all, though, being that um, Amy Hennig, the uh, mind behind the Uncharted series, is basically. It looks like um, as the news has basically developed. It seems as though um, her ill-fated Project Ragtag is getting resurrected. This was the game she was working on at EA. Um, it looks like they're basically resurrecting it over at um, Skydance. Which yeah, basically, is, um, what it sounds like is they've kind of heard about... You know, she, she's clearly left EA because they didn't want her, her to do her thing her way. Um, and then some other studios got, uh, we would like you to. <laughs> would you like to come and play with us? Um, so that's amazing. So hopefully, I mean, if she's brought a team with her and, you know, they've landed and been been able to carry on working on this game, it could be a reality. And it looked cool. Was, is, was this the Bounty Hunter game, basically? Or was that, uh, a, was that a product of my fevered mind? I just want a Star Wars open world bounty hunting RPG, right? Yeah. Uh, one of these games has to be, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it might have had something to do with bounty hunting. It was it was definitely like an on the outer rim, as you say, Marcus. Um, duh, 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 was um, yeah. Was it like the one that was on the outer ridge or something? It was the the, the gritty sort of Star Wars uh, game, I think, or it was rumored to be. Yeah, it's like a, it's a bit of a heist, you know, a bit of a caper, you know, yeah. um, set on the kind of fringes of that universe and 
I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? You know, original star, original stories in 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 Star Wars. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I just I just wonder how much of it she'll be able to lift from that project. You know, like in terms of like what the actual legalities were. Hopefully, you just say that if it's if it's Star Wars related, Lucasfilm own it, and therefore they can reuse all of it. Yeah. And uh, EA can stuff it. <laughs> so. Um, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to be honest, it depends. If if Disney did pull the license, I mean, does EA have any other Star Wars games lined up, or or have they? Did they get the license pulled? I can't remember. I know we covered a bit on the news that they were getting a bit of a talking to by Disney, but yeah, well, they because if it's yeah, they're doing uh, they've got Jedi Fallen Order two by Respawn. Oh, okay. And there's, they've got an an EA and Respawn also have another first person shooter in on the way. A also a strategy focused first person shooter. Yep, and also a strategy game. Although that's being done by a uh, another studio in cooperation with Respawn. Um, might as well list them all out here. Now we're at it. Yeah. Uh, there's Star Wars Eclipse, which is coming out through Quantic Dream, but that's not coming out yeah. until we're all very old. Um, Knights of the Old Republic remake by a company called Aspir. I think they've done mobile stuff before. There's an open world game by Ubisoft that I'm very much hoping is something to do with the Mandalorian. Ah, uh, that's the bounty hunter themed. Yeah, open, uh, yeah, that that's got to be what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's open world bounty hunter game. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the one that Amy Hennig's doing is a bit more of a, you know, less open world action game. Yeah, uh, with lots of story. Um, and finally, there's a Star Wars Hunters game coming out from Zinger, but that's going on mobile and Switch, so I won't be playing that. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of them coming out, um, and why not, since there aren't any films coming out? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know. Which one of them do you think we'll see first? <sighs> Fallen Order 2, probably. I reckon the remakes. We'll see the remakes will come out first. I don't... I got the remake. What of Old Republic? Well, not Kotor. remakes, remasters. Well, Kotor's a yeah. remake, so I, re- I reckon that uh, it's been remastered mm, a few times. That's uh, true. This, this will be. Yeah, that's true. If they if they take it from the ground yeah. up again, then it could take. Yeah, a while. that's a proper like that's a Final Fantasy VII effort. That is. Um, yeah. I think we'll see. Apparently, for, well, it says here actually because I'm so clever. Um, Fallen Order Two is apparently getting an unveil next month, so mm-hmm. um, that might be one for the end of the year. Yeah, in theory. That would make some sense. Uh, did time, anyone time else play? Did anyone play that apart from me? No, it's on Game Pass, I think. But I no. don't actually oh. like Star Wars that much, so couldn't give a shit. Fair enough. It had a. It, it, they had. <laughs> Happy Will. It had a bit of a. Uh, I'm not a Dark movies Souls. guy, am I? <laughs> no. I had a, it had a bit of a Dark Souls thing to like that. It had the whole like respawning bonfire stuff, but um, yeah. it wasn't yeah. anywhere near as difficult. It was okay. The map was terrible. I remember you enjoying it. I remember you saying once you dropped the difficulty so you could actually enjoy the story. Yeah. You, you enjoyed it a lot more. That's right. Yeah, you um, reminded me now. Yeah, basically there were a few boss encounters kind of in the second half that uh, were yeah. just outrageously challenging and I just couldn't be asked. I really hate doing that though. It really fucks me off. But I just... I just <laughs> um, mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, so lots of Star Wars coming out. That's fun. Um, we've also got, on a slight tangent, but also Lucas-related, um, Return to Monkey Island is coming out. This is a, a new Monkey Island game by Ron Gilbert, which is cool. But I have to say, my excitement for this was tempered by all the other sequels that, to that that have been made. Mm. I, I'm probably not really on this train, because I've heard of Monkey Island, and I know... I have a Monkey Island kind of t-shirt. But it's not something I, I just not a title that I kind of dabbled in. Right, anyway. I played. So I think. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, so I just think it, it sideswiped. It, well, not sideswiped to me. It would have taken yeah. me out. But um, I, I think I just I just completely missed the whole Monkey Island uh, sort of yeah. train. No, you see, I played Monkey Island one and two. They were some of the first PC games uh, I ever went on. 
uh, ever ever had, if you see what I mean. When my mum got a PC to do some accountancy stuff in the early 90s, uh, Monkey, we got The Secret of Monkey Island. It was on 12 floppy disks, and we had a photocopy of the Mix and Mojo security thing that would, you know, the, the little... They they would come in the box and they would have a thing that allowed you to enter a code to play it. Um, and clearly we we just got a photocopied version because we didn't have an awful lot of cash, let's face it. Um, but I played the Monkey Island, Secret of Monkey Island, and it has the concept of insult sword fighting. And if that is not in here, um, then something will be dead inside of me. Um, basically, you'll get, in a, you'll get in a duel with another pirate or someone, and instead of fighting you throw insults and if you've got the right answering one so they'll, they'll say you fight like a dairy farmer to which you need to respond how appropriate you fight like a cow uh, and all of that sort of stuff <laughs> um, it's just a lovely little series of puzzle, puzzle games now I played Monkey Island 1 I played Monkey Island 2 I never played the third one which was much later uh, I think it was a Playstation 2 game or similar or was it out around that time so the news that Ron Gilbert is continuing on from Monkey Island 2, which, because the first two were by far the strongest games, it's fantastic for me, because I remember the end of Monkey Island 2, where you've gone through his Guybrush Threepwood, you've you've defeated the ghost pirate LeChuck a second time, and then at the end, you come out, and you come out of this lift, and you're at this uh, fair park, and they're actually children, and Guybrush is a little boy in his pushchair, and saying, come on Guybrush, time to go home, I hope you had a lovely time playing. So, at the, you know, it's the whole, it was all a dream. Or was it? Kind of thing. Um, yeah. And Monkey Island 3 is picking up. I mean, we've got to be talking two and a half decades later, picking up from there. And I am so unbelievably excited. I think you can probably tell this. So, great news. Do you think they'll do something really clever? Like, because he was a kid at the end of the they're, game, they're, apparently he's going to be two and a half decades it, older. <laughs> no, now I think... And it's all yeah, happening yeah, again. Good, a Lego sequel. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, Secret of Monkey Island came out in 1990, Monkey Island 2 followed in 91. Uh, this sequel ignores 97's The Curse of Monkey Island yep. and 2000's Escape from Monkey Island and also uh, 2009's Tales of Monkey Island. Yeah, because they weren't was, on think, Gilbert games. No, I think those that last one was like an episodic thing. I, yeah. I sort of had a brief go. I also think one of them tried to like divert into like real time uh, direct control. Yeah, that's uh, as the well. one I played, and I just couldn't get on with it. Yeah, yeah, it was like three D and moving around and trying to interact. And I just want a point and click adventure. I don't, I don't mind a point and click adventure for the for the modern day, but that's what I want. Yeah, 32 years later, or 31 years later, mm. that's kind of the gap between Star Wars generations. So, says, if, if Guy Rush Threepwood is like a 37-year-old, because he was five at the fairground, then that would that, be a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah, it'll be son of Threepwood, maybe. Yeah. Or, um, oh, no, it's got to be Guy but, which, but which Threepwood will it be? Will it be the boy at the fair or the pirate? <laughs> or both. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward yeah. to this one. This one will be yeah. day one for me, but fortunately I don't think it'll be an awful lot of money either. So, Yeah, I've <laughs> been playing a bit of point-and-click stuff but, uh, myself uh, recently, but I'll get to that later. Um, right, okay, what we got next? Yeah, okay, so... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do this one first, because... No, no, fuck it, all right. So they're doing more Witcher. Uh, they've confirmed that they are doing more Witcher. Um the uh, the the announcement was kind of uh, fairly vague. I mean, it's no surprise. We already kind of knew this was happening, but um, I don't know. The sort of speculation around it is that they are still done with Geralt, and um, some people are saying maybe it'll be uh, Siri or maybe it'll be um, a whole new character that you can That's create yourself. Like to, yeah, well, whether it's create yourself or the trouble with the, the trouble with the character you can create yourself is they don't interact as well but I suppose yeah I suppose more like the V in cyberpunk approach yeah makes sense actually yeah yeah I mean they have been doing that quite a bit recently mm. and the other thing about this is they're not they're they're sacking off their engine their proprietary engine um mm. and going with unreal because yeah. then they can just concentrate on making a good game yes yes yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the memes about Unreal 5? Uh, basically, any game that's rubbish, you basically take the game and drop it in the Unreal 5 folder and it just works. Uh, so it's just <laughs> like, 
wicked. That's a pretty good, pretty good marketing tool for your engine if, if people are making jokes like that. Yeah. But no, I'm happy. I'm glad because it'll give them a chance to get back to doing stuff that they love and, you know, not that they need to build more good faith for people because I just think they had an unfortunate accident, yeah. or, you know, an unfortunate adventure. But it'd be nice because they're clearly comfortable with The Witcher and they love the world. So they get to actually build more of it. And like you say, if they do do it in a way that you are a witcher or a person who probably isn't yeah. a witcher or maybe secrets of the witcher or whatever. Um, or learning to be a witcher. And you get to interact with other witches and whatever, or whether it's set after, before, oh, actually, who knows. Oh, actually, prequel I mean. could be pretty good. Yeah, set, yeah. You know, set a few hundred, that, couple that, hundred um, years before, because the witches are dying out, aren't they? In You know, they're, they're yeah. some of the last witches in Witcher 3. So actually to come back yeah. a couple hundred years when the witches were strong and, and a part of it, that could be really, mm. really cool. I, I, I think I, I think there are way more yeah. monsters. <laughs> I, I think that would be, um, that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Also, they rinse so much of the books in the trilogy. Um, like, I wonder, you know, is the vein dry? You know, um, are they going to have to, they're going to have to make up a lot of their own shit, I suppose. Yeah, but... Mm. I don't think it's going to be too difficult. I'm, what I'm not aware of, for example, though, is how much of the plot of The Witcher 3 or The Witcher 1 or The Witcher 2 came from the uh, Andrei Sapowski books or how much was sort of made up by them and the books were, no. just, were furniture, if you see what I mean. Uh, a lot of the characters are from the books and the whole Wild Hunt stuff and Siri, that's yeah. all very much from the books. But, but the overall and, and in the show as well. It, yeah. Yeah, that's like the main through line, I think. Yeah. I guess we'll see. But that's the thing. There might be, like, you know, in the books, they talk about the past of areas and times and all that sort of thing. So there might be more than enough material to do a prequel mm. because it talks about the world and what yeah. was. And, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, definitely, I, I, yeah. There's a whole load of world building But there. you know what? Uh, I don't know if it'll be day one immediately for me um, because I'm starting to learn that CDPR, day one is about six months after release. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I played, I played Witcher three straight off. Yeah, but that. But don't you recall? Even with the Witcher three, they they listened to the feedback and they released a load of quality of life enhancements. It was just as I was finishing it off that they gave you the alternative combat stances and dropped a load of stuff. They, uh, yeah. I think it was about halfway through for me. Yeah. The thing is, it doesn't really bother me because I'm not. I don't play at the same pace as you. This is true. Yeah. So normally most of these quality of life benefits I get way before I'm finished with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. a game that I've played and I don't think any of you have is Max Payne and also its sequel Max Payne 2. I, I think I played the first one. Yeah. Ages ago. Okay. Um, did it come out on PC? I'm not first sure. of all it did, yeah. Yeah, I think I probably played it on a PC. Oh right, okay. So yeah, back in the day, yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're both getting remade uh, using their new engine that they used for Control Remedy. This is yeah. obviously, um, and uh, they're coming out on PS5 and Xbox Series S and PC. So yeah, that's just a thing that's happening. I'm happy about that. Why not? Yeah, I think I think if you've not played them before, that would be a good time to give them a go. They're yeah, they they introduced um, the, the whole slow time mechanic and all of that stuff. They were yeah. the first with that. I can't. I, I vaguely recall playing the first one at least, but I can't remember. It's been a very long time ago. No. So yeah. Okay. All right. Oh no, it's Alan Wake. I think I'm I'm the outlier on maybe. I knew it was something remedy yeah, Alan, related. Alan Wake just sounds like the bloke you'd phone to fix your van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Or maybe a financial advisor. Yeah, they have a thing about uh, like named characters that are amusing puns, and I, it, it, it's I, it's Finnish humour, I think. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't get the Alan Wake joke. I mean, I, I get the Max Payne. That's not very. Hey, Wake. Like. Oh, fair enough. Then again, it took me twenty years <laughs> to figure out um, the joke in um, Miles Prower. So, because oh, yeah. to me it was always Tails, and I never <laughs> it was always Miles Tails Prower. And one day I just went, "Yeah, Miles Prower." Oh my god! 
<laughs> I think we're on a podcast for that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, next up, we've got some news from Warner Brothers and their DC games. Uh, Gotham Knights. Um, this is the, the Bat People one. This has got a release date now. Uh, for now. I'm less feverish about this and I'm just happy to see what happens, what it's like when it actually comes out and then I'll see whether to bother. I was really up for it before, but I think just sort of waiting around on it, I'm I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm going to let it come out and see what it's like if it's got lots of really frustrating bugs with controls and cameras and all that, I might just leave it until it's like reduced or something and pick it up in a sale. Yeah. Um, so, but if it doesn't, I might pick it up because I'd love a bit of couch co-op and the idea of two people running around smacking people in Gotham sounds fun. Yes. So you'll be able to. So that's that's where I'm approaching this from. So you'll be able to do that or not on the 25th of October. It's not an awfully yeah. long time away, is it? I must admit this, no. this is one I'll be waiting for reviews on. But if the reviews are positive, I yeah. think it would be um, a fairly rapid purchase and. Uh, one, I must admit, if you did the same. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, with yeah. those games, camera and controls are very yeah, important. That's it. If it feels janky, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other one they've got going on is Suicide Squad, and I find this news a bit janky because I don't think it ever got delayed. It just they never said it. I think there might have been some allusions there, to the idea of it coming out sometime this year. Yeah, but it that, never that's had the a point. Date. We, we did have a conversation uh, sort of a couple of episodes ago, a few episodes ago. The news was that they were both expected in 2022. So they have to, they've yeah. announced that one of them isn't. I think that's what it was. I think it was expected that one was going to be earlier this year, one was going to be later this year. So I'm my gut instinct is Gotham Knights probably was kind of expected to be like late spring, early summer. And Suicide Squad was the Christmas release, and they pushed one back, and therefore the others knocked back. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, so that's that's now not until spring next year. Um, but uh-huh. do we really need two DC co-op games in one year? I, I don't think so. I, it's going to have to be really good to get my interest for something. There's something that's Gotham Knights interest me. It's a Batman game, um, but I've got a feeling Suicide Squad's just going to be crap I think that's the problem yeah. I can't, I just can't see it being any and some people might enjoy it but I just do not think it's going to be my bag no oh well uh, something that might be Marcus's bag I added this really just for you um, they're doing a Tekken <laughs> Netflix anime I know there's a lot of keywords Yay. in there for you although <laughs> I would just I would just enjoy this while it lasts mate because Netflix are in right old trouble now and they've made I loads know of redundancies to their animation department specifically. So, uh, yeah. Oh, just, I don't know why they have an animation department. Just bankroll it. Yeah. Don't have an animation department yourself. Put yeah. money Wrong up. podcast, I know. It can still be a Netflix yeah, original. Sorry. You, you know. Yeah, no, sorry. Well, hmm? wrong podcast, I know, but is the new Love, Death and Robots out yet? No, it's a couple of weeks time. No, oh, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry about that. But yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Well, yeah, no, uh, they've still got um, Arcane Season 2 still coming out. That is still video games related. Um, yeah. And they've wrapped up Castlevania. Um, yeah. But yeah, they said they're doing stuff for Assassin's a, Creed and oh, Tomb Raider, but I don't know if that will see the light of day now. Sorry. No. The new Castlevania? You mean that's not going to be a thing? They wrapped it up. Yeah, but they were going to do another series with, um, uh, what's his name? The other. Oh, Alucard. Not Trevor. Huh? Alucard? Not Alucard, no. Uh, the one that's like a couple of generations after. I don't, don't think that's happening anymore. <laughs> I don't think either. Damn you, Netflix. I've not heard anything about that, to be <laughs> honest. To be honest, I'd had my fill of Castlevania by the end, as great as it was. Um, uh, I didn't really... I think that kind of put a cherry on top for me, but I don't know. Um, anyway, that's all the news I think we have this time. Um... Without further ado, shall we talk about some games we've been playing? Yeah, why not? Shall I, shall I start with probably the biggest release out of this list, which is kind of alarming uh, in and of itself that it is, and that is 
Uh, I'm surprised there's this much of a list, to be honest. Yeah, the uninspired but still fun Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, which is would be perfectly acceptable to call Borderlands 3 and a bit, um, because that's what it is, really. Uh, In the same way Borderlands, the pre-sequel, was Borderlands 2 and a bit, this is essentially a spin-off off of the latest version. Um, but actually, I find, I'm find i finding it funnier in, and in many ways far more charming than I did Borderlands 3. Um, the premise, if you want to call it such a, a thing, um, is that you're in the Borderlands universe, but you're basically playing a game of, and I can't remember what they call it, but it's basically Dungeons and Dragons and Tiny Tina's the Dungeon Master. Um and you're, do, you're on this tabletop, so you traverse the world. Rather than it being one big open world, you tra- traverse the world on the table tap, tabletop and you go into... The table tap? The, the table tap, indeed, yes. Um, don't, don't we all have table taps? Um, yeah, you traverse the world, but then you go into the various dungeons and bits and pieces, uh, and you have lots of fights, and uh, your crossbow is basically a pistol with a little crossbow bit strapped to the top, and it's all guns basically you get close from melee but it's just another borderlands game with a million different kinds of gun and instead of grenades you have <laughs> magic spells um but they do often refer to them as grenades you know deliberately accidentally and yeah, it's yeah. just a borderlands game um and therefore it's fun and stupid and excellent in co-op and you never know what mad bastard of a gun you're going to find around the corner um, I, I've always Tiny Tina is one of my preferred characters. She appeared in uh, Borderlands uh, two, and then turned up as, in Borderlands three as just Tina. But she's Tiny Tina in this one again. She is voiced by the actress, and I can't remember her name, but the same lady uh, who voices Aloy in Horizon. Um, oh yeah, very different character she is playing. Uh, Tiny Tina is utterly fucking bonkers, uh, and therefore. You're very entertaining narrator and host for the game. Uh, I've done about 25 hours. Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch, thank you very much. Uh, I've done about 25 hours. It's good fun. I'll dip back in when I get a minute. Um, but I've been busy playing a different game the last couple of days. Um, because, yeah, I'm easily distracted. Do you want to talk about some of yours, though, before I go back into my one, Rob? Rather than, uh... Uh, what, rather than monologuing? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> No, sure. No, I mean, it sounds cool. I mean, like I said, I'm not really on the Borderlands train, but I've heard a lot of fun things about Wonderlands. You could dip in very easily on, on this without being on the Borderlands train because it's, it's. I mean, none of the Borderlands games, you need to know the, the previous ones, obviously get the odd recurring character. But this one genuinely has made me laugh out loud a few times. Um, it's just silly, bad fun. All right, I'll tell you what, before I do get to my stuff... Um, <laughs> I, I just I'll, I'll interject here and just ask uh, how much Elden Ring we've all been playing. I did go back. Um, I thought I would give it one last try because I keep seeing, like in Metro Gaming, you read the readers' letters and everyone's like, "I really think this must be game of the year, possibly game of the generation, possibly best game ever." I think everyone agrees this. I've not seen anyone detract from it, and I'm just kind of looking at it, going, "It's." Okay, I can see how people like it's it. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not your no. bag. It's yeah, it's weird because um, I've been to be honest. Out of all the games I've been playing lately, I've been playing more. Okay, of that. yeah. Well, you did. You were getting I've into it. Been yeah, playing more yeah. Of it. It's um, but hmm. I've um, I've got a two-handed greatsword. Okay, and I've been running around. I finally defeated a couple of things that have been bugging me for a while. But I've just been doing more exploring than actual story yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and just running around finding stuff and getting killed by things and and going, oh, there's a sight of grace there, shit, and then running back to it and then going, what the fuck am I doing? Okay, where am I now? Good God, where is this place? What? Oh my God, it's all evil. It's so much evil going on. <laughs> so how many hours have <laughs> you clocked much- in now, Marcus? Do you know? Um, not a whole lot. I think I'm on. Oh God, I don't know. It's all right. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Hang on. Yeah, don't, come back yeah to you. no worries. Um, I'm, it's not important. It's just like I've not got hold of any decent weapons at all. Like, I think after I spoke last time, I, I sort of was getting murdered by things, ran out of things to that I could do easily, got all the way down to the bottom of mine and lost all my souls at the boss, so gave up with that. 
So then I went on a wander south, found a castle. There was a big ogre outside it shooting arrows. So I rode over to him and killed him, then went in the castle, started exploring this castle and then just ended up like just round the back of it. And there was all water and there was just these gribblies that were attacking me. And I just was like, I don't know why I'm here. It's so oppressive, isn't it? It's so oppressive. Yeah, I just, I think someone hours ago told me to deliver a note to their father or something. And that's why I'm there. Oh, I found him, yeah. Do you know what? So I heard I heard someone describe Elden Ring in this way. It's it's almost like a reverse open world game. It's an open world game, but the exact inverse of what they typically There's no are. No lore to find, and no I think that's, that's what's intrigued a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, it's also it's also the most accessible Souls game there is because of the ability to run away from things. So I think that's pulled in a lot more people than it would normally. Yeah. Um, because normally they're quite linear and you're stuck inside of dungeons and, you know, going through caverns and going through yeah. rooms and stuff. Mm. Um, so the idea that a lot of it you'll just run into and go, fuck me. So I, to be honest, though, it's still a Souls game. So if Souls games do peeve you off, that's not going to change. Um, no. But I kind of I kind of feel as though it's – if the way that it tells its story – it's kind of done in the same way that Bloodborne is a bit, in that it's not going to feed you cutscenes. You're not going to meet people, and they're going to tell you the story. Because apparently George R. R. Martin was told to write the story for this, as though it's already happened, and the law is scattered throughout the land. So you come across when you come across certain things, you might find pieces of items, and it's the descriptions that tell you. So the story's kind of like piecemeal. Yeah. And you kind yeah. of put it together like a mystery. So that in itself is kind of weird because it's like an inverted version of how a game works. Um, so if this is the default, yeah. I wouldn't want this to be oh, the default. God, no. But this is the reason why I'm enjoying it as well. It's like a really horrible, violent, dystopian Sherlock mm. Holmes <laughs> mystery um, with large amounts of schizophrenia and, and more violence thrown in because it can't quite figure out what the hell's going on and why am I here? But I don't know. I, I, I find myself going back to it though, because I'm kind of treating it as a weird medieval fucked up fantasy land, which is exactly what it is. It just, so for me, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of getting my version of Ron Seals, exactly what I wanted on the nice. team. Um, whether I'm good at it or not, you know, um, I keep going back for some weird reason. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Yeah. 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 See, I, I, I think the only way that you can enjoy a story delivered like that is to play the game obsessively and continuously like, and to the, to the exclusion of everything else. Hmm. Maybe. But I mean, for me anyway, um, the thing is I basically had a bit of a hard stop with it. Cause I went on holiday for a week, got, got yeah. it well and truly out of my system. And I have had no inclination to go back to it really. Um, yeah, no, that's just fine. I'm even, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, even Horizon. I kind of feel it's a game I could drop quite easily, so I can see yeah. something else comes up. Yeah, and and sort of, yeah. Ever since I got back, really, I've been a bit distracted with other things. I know I've got Horizon Forbidden West there, and it continues to be a lovely experience, but still, just like the entire weight of it is maybe getting me down slightly. In the same way that all open world games seem to do to me yeah. these days. Um, you know, it's still far more enjoyable than Valhalla. Um, I'm enjoying it much more than that and I'm still playing it, but I'm not, because there's a lack of anything coming out at all this year, I really don't feel under any pressure to finish it. So I'm very much playing it at my own pace. And so, um, because I'd heard of loads of games coming on Game Pass, I thought I'd just subscribe to it for a month to see what the fuss was all about. So the first, I won't labour these too long, but the first one I played was Weird West, which I think if I had my computer set up like this, well, my gaming computer, if I I played it on this computer, if I wanted to play it at a desk, it's a lean-in game, yeah, because it's an isometric uh, kind of RPG. Not a sofa game. No, not at all, because you can't really see what the fuck's going on. Um, (laughs) You know, um, so yeah... It's, I love the setting. It's basically Western meets Cthulhu and stuff. 
Um, and I, I love all that. It's very open, so you can try different things, um, rather like the old Commandos games where you kind of, you know, just trial and error a bit and massively quick save. Um, but you, as much preparation and as stealth as you can do, it, inevitably I found, I mean, I was playing with a controller. I'm probably approaching this completely wrong. Um, but it, it kind of turns into a twin stick shooter. Um, and, and you're kind of scrabbling around. Um, and it's just one of those. You get like a sort of bullet time dodge thing move, but you can only use it quite sparingly. Yeah. Um, it's quite dark. It's very dark, like in tone and in aesthetic. Uh, for a Western, I was quite surprised. Um, but yeah, I can totally see it's a totally decent game, uh, just not for me. Um, so yeah, I played a couple of hours. I was just like, no, that's not for me. Yeah. So I, so next up, I tried a game called Tunic, which is a game about a little fox, and it's very cute and isometric. Oh, yes. Is that the kind of weird little Zelda-y type yeah. game with the fox? Yeah, it's very cute. I wanted to try yeah. that. Yeah, um, it's very slick. It, um, you go around, and you'll love it, Marcus, because basically as you go around, you uh, collect parts of an obscure-looking Japanese import manual, and uh, you basically, <laughs> that gives you these vague illusions as to like what... Is that an Elden Ring job? What, what, sort of, <laughs> well, I'm getting there. It's kind of like gives you a vague idea of what the controls do. Um, but you collect it all, and as you piece together the, the manual, uh, it makes more and more sense. So, I then get into combat with the thing, and I ki- and it kills me, and and it and I drop my loot, and it spawns me back somewhere. How do I get my loot back? I've got to go back to my corpse Have and kill found- the fucking thing again, oh. and everything's respawned. It's fucking Dark Souls. Pass. <laughs> Not fucking playing that. If I can't be asked to play Elden Ring, I'm not playing you know, this fucking let, let me, little let, cute little fox shitter version of it. So let me just add this to my list. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it, Marcus. <laughs> um, and then finally, before I let Will carry on, um, I played Nobody Saves the World, which is a game by a company called Drinkbox, who made a bunch of cool games that I played on the train on a handheld device called Guacamole. And another one called Mutant Blobs Attacks. And uh, in this game, you basically are this sort of little little thing that's a nobody. Um, but you get a magic wand. And the magic wand allows you to turn into a mouse. Uh, and then you... So you turn into a mouse to fit through a little door. And then you can go through... And you can bite people and poison them. And as and every time... And, 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 they, and you get quests for, to be a mouse. Um, and then once you level up enough you get to turn into a knight and a ranger. Um, so, at, at, and then once you level up the knight enough, you can turn into a horse. Yes. And what, all of what? these characters... Yeah, um, and, and you, get, you get to turn into all these different things. Um, it's essentially, though, the game is gauntlet. You know, okay. you're just going around and just smacking stuff up. And I have great fun with the, uh, with the remake of Gauntlet. Yeah, 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 it's cool. I think you can play it co-op as well. Um <laughs> But so I got through like the first kind of uh, like main dungeon of it. I think it took me a couple of hours and I got the measure of it. Um, but then I looked on howlongtobeat.com and it says it's 20 hours long. And I thought, nah, <laughs> I, I, I don't need to play 20 hours of this. I get where it's going. Um, I think it would make a great uh, commute game if you've got a Steam Deck. Uh, I'm sure it's probably coming out on Switch or something as well. So um, if you've got a Switch and you want a good commute game, uh, that's got a cool little hook to it and you enjoy like unlocking all the abilities of these different forms that you can take on. Uh, it's quite cool and it's got a nice sense of humour to it as well. Um, but yeah, so I basically I basically played through all of these games on Game Pass. I got my money's worth out of Game Pass for a month basically um, and I've decided that I'm not going to finish any of them. That's the, that's the ability. Well done, well done. There's a little bit at the back of your, nice. your back of your brain, Rob, screaming, "No, no, you must finish!" No, I just, I just, I've, I've, I've just turned a corner. Hey. I've gone. That's what this service is for. I can try all these things out. I don't feel like I've bought them. That I have a, uh, I have any kind of obligation to get anywhere with them. You owe um, them nothing. Yeah, and I can play them for as long as I enjoyed them. And I enjoyed them for as long as I played them. And then I stopped. Hey, Mikey, he's learning. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I was quite pleased with myself that I managed to turn that mental corner 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I will be hanging on to my Game Pass subscription if Trek to Yomi turns out to be any good. Um, and it looks great from the trailers. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just before you jump back in, yeah. Will, I just want to say, you know, I said I could quite happily drop Elden Ring if something else mm-hmm. comes along. I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> but, yeah. Just thought I'd put that little disclaimer yeah. in there. We, we, yeah. we will see, will we? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got a couple of other things, but we'll, uh, I'll, I'll shut up for a bit. Okay. So the, the other thing I've been playing recently, which came out, well, a couple of days ago from the point we record, uh, is the closed beta for Overwatch 2, which I was lucky enough to get an invite to. Um, now, I'm, I've, I've spent quite a few more hours than is healthy playing the original Overwatch. Um, four figures kind of levels it's 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 deeply scary and alarming um but it did mean that i was particularly interested so what they did overwatch 2 was announced several years ago the whole idea was that it would um it would have the 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 player versus player elements that it had that the original overwatch had so that 6v6 small maps kind of good fun uh, but it was also gonna have a big player versus uh environment pve enemies whatever they whatever it is you know it's gonna have some sort of co-op against the ai type uh, missions you can do as well now pandemic happened and blizzard happened and all sorts oh, of things yeah. happened but basically mm-hmm. i think they've got the multiplayer going and i can feel a lot of refinements there but they, they're basically going to release the multiplayer piece as the first part of overwatch 2 and then they will put out the the pve part at a later date now they've made a few key changes but it's not a new game this is absolutely Overwatch one and a bit on the PvP side. I think that what we'll see new is really going to sit on the PvE stuff when that comes out. But they've moved, for example, the main the main game mode is 6v6. It's gone 5v5. So, yep, totally new. Um, <laughs> so you no longer have two tanks. You have one tank, two healers, two damage per second per team. There's a new game mode where you're fighting over moving a robot. There's a few new maps that tweak some abilities, but it's definitely and clearly exactly the same game. However, Call of Duty comes out every year doing that. So to um, to come out after Overwatch, is, I think Overwatch must be eight years old or so now. Um, I would God, say, yeah, probably, it must yeah, be now. It's, it's shocking. Jesus Christ. Um, maybe it's, maybe slightly less, but it's, it's not a new game. So to actually release and put out a paid-for sequel at this point, and the, the graphical changes are noticeable. I was actually looking at one of the maps just before we just before we started, and I realised that the draw distance you could see over these jungles off the edge of the map was fantastic. The sound effects, the, the the explosions, the guns, the weapons—they feel and sound meatier and cooler. I play a character called Junkrat an awful lot, and he basically throws grenades and little bombs and stuff. And the the, the improvement in the sound is 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 huge. It uh, feels a lot more there. It's smoother. It's faster. It's better. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's 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 good. It's fun, um, and I will pay for the new version when it comes out. Because why? Why on earth wouldn't I? What's I, the PVE stuff going to be about then? It's going to be missions mostly. I'm guessing it'll be four-player co-op most likely. Um, I, I don't know an awful lot more about that, but there's a lot of uh, backstory and creation in the Overwatch world, and. Um, that it will be all around that. You'll do missions. So Overwatch is a kind of a force for good, and there's some good guys and there's some evil guys, but really you're probably just going to go along and shoot robots and stuff. But I don't... They haven't revealed all that much. Or the alternative is I was never that interested because um, I don't do a lot of yeah. online co-op stuff. I, I love the arena that Overwatch puts me in and the brawling elements of that. Um, and that's what I'll take. Yeah. I'll take more of that. And if it's £30, £40... Pounds, uh, for another, I've, n- I've never spent anything on the loot boxes or anything. I've had so much value out of that game; it's phenomenal. So um, yeah, the most fun I've had with this was when I did kind of play with like two or three other guys. Yeah. Um, on the same side. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that I that I occurs to me is how much they are borrowing off League of Legends here, having come from Arcane watching mm. the show, uh, and the fact that there's like so much sort of character and stuff in that get this game without it being a narrative game. Yeah. Um, 
you could extrapolate from this into an animated show if you wanted yeah. to. Like, is League of Legends Blizzard as well? No, it's um, it's the League of Legends company. Uh, oh, it's, uh, I can't remember. They've got yeah. It's, uh, oh, what they're called? Uh, it's a game, but Riot Games. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, they they literally are an entire risk. industry of their own. I was here at the yeah. store. Well, something. they've got a new game they're working I'm on. I'm thinking of, yeah. Based off League of Legends, Project L. Ooh. I'm, I'm sure uh, that's not what it's going to finally be called. <laughs> no, but um, it's a long way off as well, but it's it's a 2D, sort of, it's a side-on sort of beat-em-up, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. Cool. And it's taking all the League of Legends characters and putting them into a beat 'em up. Nice. Um, it looks impressive. Like one of the characters can manipulate time, so you can kind of throw a grenade, slow down your opponent, run up to them, hit them a few times, you know, and rewind back to a certain point as well after you've done a move. It looks like they're doing. They're going for some really mental shit, but it's just going to be a good quite a few years off before. They show anything off. Fun. Yeah, they don't. They they they're, they're, they're in no hurry. They don't need to hurry. They very much march to the beat of their own drum. That company, and it's paid off for them very well. Yeah. Okay, uh, I just wanted to mention a couple more uh, before we call it. I I decided to while I was slightly distracted with other games. Um, I just felt compelled to um, give something from my backlog a go. I wanted to try. I'm going to try and get start going through my backlog a bit. So this ain't going to be in, this is going to be a fairly regular thing on here. Um, but yeah, so I, I just went for first game, the smallest game that I could find, which is procession to Calvary, which was a Kickstarter game. It's made by one guy. And it's basically, if you imagine Monty Python as an adventure game, it's that it's, it's rude. Um, <laughs> the artworks all like made up of those old Renaissance paintings, yeah. the soundtracks all like, classic you know um public domain orchestral assembly music you know it's all it's all that sort of nonsense um but the one thing about it is um you've got a sword uh so instead of just using objects you can just kill everyone and you get to an, an ending very quickly if you do that um if you want to actually get to the proper ending you have to solve the puzzles sadly um but you know there's all it's all like crucifixion and uh you know, um, dodgy priests, perversion. It's all wrong, um, but it doesn't last too long. So it doesn't outstay its welcome at all. So uh, that's one thing I've been playing. The other thing that I started a couple of nights ago, um, out of the blue, was um, I noticed that, um, well, I actually noticed afterwards that it's 10 years since the release of the first season of The Walking Dead game from Telltale. Blimey. Um, but it was a complete coincidence, coincidence that I started playing the final season. Um, so, um, yeah, um, Clementine now is grown up and looking after a young boy that she's taken under her wing. And um, and you come across a school full of kids. It's a bit Lord of the Flies. Um, mm. And, of course, straight away I was reminded of the... Uh, very quick decision making you have to make um god <laughs> and how elaborate the quick time stuff had become by the end of that series um and style genre that they almost created single handedly um yeah and i'm really enjoying it i played for it's four episodes this season um or i say the last season it came out a couple of years ago now um it actually only just came out i think cuz telltale had gone bust after yeah. the release of the first one or shortly after or something. Um, and so it was a miracle that it actually saw the light of day anyway. So I always had it on my list to do. Um, I was just waiting for an opportunity because so much other shit gets in the way. Uh, but I just thought, you know, these episodes, they're a couple of hours each. Um, so it's good to chuck on it when I can't actually be bothered to play something. And you just get to sort of choose your own adventure around it. Yeah, it's a, uh, make make a difference to a film. Yeah, slightly slightly more involved. It's, sometimes though, I am watching it and I just get so hooked up. I'm like, oh fuck me, I've got to do something now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and um, the the engine, uh, as clunky as it might be, scales up lovely to 4K. And I turned on all the options, 
And there's a lot of like woodland scenes that look really, really dense and nice. Yeah. Um, and some really cool like action sequences that are all you'd almost expect to see in a like um, Last of Us game. You know, like where you're you're in a car and they're surrounding you and you're trying to escape through the windscreen and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, like I totally, I think, I think having come away from those games for a while, I was quite enamoured with, uh, with with it for you know more than I thought I would be. Yeah, um, but it's a it's a great story. They're great writers uh, behind those games. At the end of the day, so yeah, I'll play through the next three. Probably finish it next week. I think. Cool. Yeah. That's it, really. I've got I've, I've got some board games I can mention here, but it's not really in our remit, is it? I so, thought you wanted to watch the football in one minute, Rob. I actually do as well. Thanks for reminding me. Um, so I guess well, we can leave it there. Yeah. I was just looking to see if there was any update on Stray, but it still says coming soon 2022. <sighs> Everything is delayed. Well, I know I know, I know. The, the, the announcements for, um, I think... Xbox and Bethesda show the the not E3 announcement showcase that they're doing for June has just been um, has just come out breaking news. Um, although oh, right. when you listen well, to this podcast two days after that happened, you probably already know. But I reckon Sony will do a state of play around that time as well. Although last year they didn't do that, did they? They went really quiet. They did a state of play. Yeah. Nothing around the, the the original E3 season, if I recall. They did something in autumn, August, I think. Um, yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to get involved at all now. They'd rather do something like and and yeah. not get um, drowned in that news wave. But they do need to get a bit of a games showcase out and an update on some of this stuff they showed a long yeah. time ago. And Stray, I would like to see more of. I'm still curious about that one. I love the aesthetic. Well, I wonder. Well, you, you say they don't want to get involved in that whole kind of thing but that's the whole point of it though it's it's like it's it's the virtual convention so yeah. everyone's expecting news of it around then so people book yeah but they'd already given they'd already everything for st- it sony had already like exited that like years before e3 stopped yeah that they, mm. they were some of the first to to, to leave that one true yeah You're right and then there was the year but, they just did four games and it was agony <laughs> I'm expecting a big Starfield review reveal. Yeah, um, I think I think very that one, Yeah, it was quite interesting Maybe. that it was announced as the the Xbox and Bethesda one, and we absolutely know that. I mean, Starfield's going to go centre stage on that. It has to. Um, I'll be interested to see what they have to say. So, are you saying they're putting out the dates for all the yeah, summer of game stuff now? Just seen an article on it. Uh, let me see if I can find. Well, I think, suffice it to say, we will have a show. There we go. Uh, we will probably record shortly after all that next time, I think. Yeah, June 12th, Sunday, June 12th. Um, oh, it's, oh, my goodness. It's at 6 p.m. British summer time. So we don't even need to um, start painfully late or wait till the morning. So I might even watch that in the garden with a beer nice. and sunshine. Yeah, some of them do work out nicely timed, actually. Um, like, yeah, it depends. And well, I mean, I've loved it for the last couple of years, being able to watch it on my big telly, quite at my leisure. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, I just saw that. In, in, I'm yeah, Starfield the in Metro, uh, and I, I quite like the, the specific line where it says, "There's absolutely zero hint as to what games will be present." And except for Bethesda's Starfield in November. Microsoft currently doesn't have a single game with a firm release date at the moment, although that's still one more than Sony. Because that's because yeah. Sony literally, yeah, they need to get some dates out there because they're right, the horizon's out, um, but there are no release, there are no upcoming dated releases for the Sony biggins. So all I've got on my radar at the moment for the rest of the year is um, t- t- uh, Trek next week. Uh, two Point Campus in August now. That's been pushed from May. Yep. Sorry, on on brand there. Um, Saints Row is uh, in August, which I might be interested in just because I haven't played a Grand Theft Auto game for ages. Um, Forspoken is now October. Gotham Knights, as we said earlier, is October. And then Starfield and Midnight Suns I've got down as November, but I think that was just like a rough kind of this year. Sort yeah. of. Well, next episode um, we'll be talking about Sniper 5 then. Quite possibly, yes. Um, 
yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll be recording in June at some point to cover all the announcements coming out of that show. Um, I'll make sure we've got that timed afterwards. Definitely. Cool. All right, guys, I think we'll leave it there then. Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! But you agree, cause I suck, you suck. I suck at Call of Duty